this again. Wait, what are we doing? You, you know. No. Podcast. Wait a minute. You hear that? What is it? I don't know. It sounds like it's getting closer. What the, what the fuck is that? That's right. Rotten Mornings Podcast is coming back at you for season 11. The same old blah blah bullshit you've always expected from us. Remember Rotten Mornings Podcast? Season 11. I forgot that part. Hello guys and welcome to this episode of Rotten Mornings. I'm Matt here by myself currently. We got home late as hell from Fear Expo. It was a phenomenal trip. I mean phenomenal. And we've got a whole bunch of content to send you. So first of all, be sure that you're keeping up on the Facebook site because we have a whole bunch of stuff up there that we've been posting from Fear Expo. Uh, A bunch of vendors you should be checking out and the likes. We'll have a video going up soon. Uh, of all the videos we took out there, super, super fun, and hopefully we did a little bit, we were a little bit better prepared this time. Maybe I probably still screwed it up, but to everybody that was out at Fear Expo, all the, all the new people we met, all the new listeners that we might possibly have, uh, do we got an interview with Slider Jesus coming up uh, soon, we got to do a class with Joseph Bodkin, I mean, dude, I, I could name thousands of people, man thousands of people that we met so many fucking badass people but i'll be putting all that up on the site and we will probably talk about it in the podcast next weekend uh but with for now uh we're gonna go to uh grim's poetry shorts uh, <clears throat> after which we will have our movie review for the movie cocaine bear super badass movie if you are wondering so get ready for a part two of Edgar Allan Poe, um, from Grimm's Poetry Shorts. Why do I keep saying, uh? I actually physically thought. Anyways, we will be right back with Grimm's Poetry Shorts. Stay rotten, guys. Hey, listeners, want to choke me? <laughs> God damn it, Grimm, that's not the lines we talked about. Uh, hey, listeners, want to actually learn something here? We'll get a load of Grimm's Poetry Shorts. Welcome back to Grimm's Poetry Shorts, and this is part two of the Edgar Allan Poe series because there's so fucking much on him. Anyway, the poem that I'm reading is To the River. Fair river in thy bright clear flow of crystal wandering water, thou art an emblem of the glow of beauty, the unhidden heart, the playful mazeness of art in old Alberto's daughter, But when within thy wave she looks, which glistens thin and trembles, why then, the prettiest of brooks, her worshipper resembles? For in his heart, as in thy stream, her image deeply lies, his heart which trembles at the beam of her soul-searching eyes. And all I can hear the entire time I'm reading that is you fucking shoving down food right now. I don't understand what you're yelling at me oh about. I'm Edgar Allan Poe. Listen, let me read you a poem, young lady. <laughs> First of all, I am very sad. <laughs> no, this poem so, is not oh. being so sad. 
The river, oh, the river, <laughs> how it babbles, then the okay, sure. and then, then, <laughs> and the beam of her gaze. So despite like all his other stock. work. I'm not finished with my goddamn poem. Nobody cares what you're saying. Thee though, thee though, thee thou. <laughs> when shall she shells? <laughs> Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. So most of his stuff is really like dark and gloomy and tragic and whatever. But this is a bright romantic type of poem. I didn't catch that. Really? I didn't get bright and romantic. romantic. Okay, well... Looking at it oppositely, instead of just desire and lust for this beautiful girl that he's talking about, Alberto's daughter or whatever. I thought he was talking about a pea fetish. Like the Where river. did you get a pea fetish? Like, like a river or something, and then the, 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 then No, then. he's comparing this girl's beauty to the, to the pureness and rawness of a clear crystal river. Yeah, it's a metaphor. Most of it's like muddy, pee. but this is no. This is showing how beautiful she is to him. When she's peeing. Not when she's peeing, oh. you dumb bitch. You dumb bitch. <laughs> you dumb bitch. <laughs> okay, I got you. So it's not about a girl peeing. No. With laser beams coming. He out wrote of her this eyes. when he was 18 years old. I thought he didn't know a... about a pee fetish. Uh, 18? <laughs> I knew about my pee fetish. Well, he didn't. Oh, okay. He was severely guarded by a rich family. So at 18, he was more severely guarded than the 13-year-old he married later on? Yes. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> so, uh, that's fucking sick, though. Like, I think incest ran in his family, really. Like pee. <laughs> <laughs> so, pee fetish out of the question, but incest, that's, that's, that's definite. <laughs> But surely he didn't have a pee fetish. I don't think he had a pee fetish. I mean, <laughs> you can't dig him up and ask him now, unfortunately, just to see. You could. It no, you can't. You can dig up people He's not going to talk back to you and tell you anything. That's a very narrow-minded uh, Anyway, so for just a quick recap, um, Poe was born with... His fingers stuck up his asses. No, I'm just He's got two asses. <laughs> no, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to stick to like actual shit. Okay, I'm gonna try really fucking hard. <laughs> Edgar gonna... Allan Poe was short for poetry writing asshole. Fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's history. Oh, well, because he had a took on like a child bride, which was not only a child but his first cousin. I really don't like this guy, but. Anyway, he's still so prevalent in, you know, our shit that I'm just going to talk about him. We're going to talk about so, him. So, uh, both of his parents were actors, and also his mom's mom was an actor, which I thought was pretty cool. But his mom was amazing, and his dad fucking sucked. Nobody liked his acting. So, you know, were you his dad? I don't know. Who are you talking? Are you talking to the audience? That's rude You're as a fuck. bitch. I'm talking to you. You see me looking at you. Look, we're on the recap. Let's... Uh. Oh, uh, hey, what me... is it not important? No, the recap is important, but let me. It's also awesome. there's stuff in this. <laughs> no, there's stuff in this that I didn't even bring up before. So Wait, shut how up. Can it be a recap. That's uh, that's false news. No, it's not. It's okay. still a recap. I All mean, right. you know, I'm just filling in the blanks where you know, but nobody else knew. Recap. What I was you talking about. Ass. Ow! Ow! His fun. mom, Eliza, started acting when she was nine, and uh, she became very. Repetable, rep, reputable, rep, rep, <laughs> reputable. I said it good the first time. <laughs> <laughs> she, 
she was the breadwinner of the family. It's Whereas like bread his was really dad wasn't it was making considered rich any food. money. But his dad abandoned them and gave up acting, and his body was later found in Virginia. He was like, you know, a drunk, which everybody in his family and post family was pretty much an alcoholic. I think alcoholism was like the, that was like the only thing you could do back in the day. Yeah. Uh, Poe's mom died in 1811, and all his siblings were abandoned, orphaned, and split up into different households. They cut them all in half. Yes. Poe went to live with John and Francis and traveled a lot with them because of John's work as a merchant, a successful tobacco merchant, and everything else. Um, he was probably selling cocaine on the side, too, because he was yeah. so fucking wealthy. Cocaine bear, what up? Yes. They were so fucking wealthy, they never really had to do much work. Because they were living on banks. They both enjoyed and encouraged his poetry. Like and the banks of a river? Or? Yes. Maybe. And um, they loved Poe's poetry, and even John encouraged it. Which is weird, because they rarely even got along. They also never officially adopted him, despite Poe's wishes to be adopted and actually be somebody's son. Poor Which is boy. just like he wanted his dad's money mm-hmm. or his family's money. And he was oh, like, yeah, he did. I can't get my money unless I'm related mm-hmm. to you. When Poe was 16, he first fell in love with his best friend's mom, Jane Standard, I believe was her name. Standard I probably spelled Jane. wrong. Uh, he always confided in her, and she died, and a year later, he fell in love with Elmira Royster, but her dad did not approve of it and would hide his letters to her. Now, he went from Standard Jane to Elmira Rooster? Royster? I don't know. It was something like that. Uh, Jesus. What a leap. After not receiving any of his letters because her dad was burning it and shit, she married somebody else, even though they were supposedly engaged with... She was engaged with Poe. Ha, psych. Yep. And at 17, he went off to University of Charlottesville, where he wrote a story where he used the name Gaffy too much, and his classmates made fun of him for it. It was like poking fun. They were like... They liked him and stuff, but they made fun of him for it, and it pissed him off, so he threw his book into the fire. And so everybody else laughed at him. Everybody else laughed at him even after that and gave him the nickname Gaffy after that. Way to go, book burner. And it stuck with him for a very long time. Gaffy Taffy. (laughs) Fucking stupid. (laughs) Why are you so dumb? (laughs) But at university, um, what's fucking (laughs) Poe? Edgar Allan what gaffy, that's it. But Poe had to continuously beg and plead with John, which is her, his uh, not-so-really-adoptive dad, for money for school. He had to leave university in 1826 and went to work with John and his merchant business and then went back to school for a short time, but he didn't have enough money yet again to complete it. Uh, he ended up lying about his name and age to join the army because he had collected so many fucking debts that he couldn't pay for shit. This broke-ass bitch, he remained broke for the rest of his life, always. And uh, he said when he joined the army, he actually lied about his name and age. He said his last name was Perry and that he was 23, even though he was actually 18. Ooh. Yes. And while he was there, he wrote a lot of poems, and some were published in local magazines. So he started gaining some notoriety for his work then. 
Wow. Work then. Wow. Work then. So but he, he filmed got it. Published in magazines in the. But. What year is Poe's existence in? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> oh my God! It was about. 1827 then or so so like ah extra extra the herald we have some poems from uh, up and coming edgar yes. allen goofus poem everything that he had published or wrote or was sold or whatever he made hardly no money off of it most of the people that was publishing things or writing or anything like that wasn't making any fucking money because publishers wouldn't give them shit that's how sad it was for his life. That sounds horrible. It was so horrible. I bet he cried a lot. He, I bet he did, and he wrote poetry. But, like, like, everything that happened in his life, he turned to alcohol and was drinking a lot and was belligerent and not making it to his appointments and everything else he had secured for himself. And, uh, yeah, his life would have been a lot better if he wouldn't have drank so much and been depressed and cried about it. That's all he ever did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was so oh, depressed daddy, all his daddy, life. Daddy, daddy, daddy. <laughs> you are not my daddy, but I would like your money. Daddy. But when he joined the army, he found it miserable, and he couldn't stand having to do all the drills and all this different shit. And uh, That's a fucking shocker. Yes. But he had his lieutenant write to John about doing so well and asking him to leave, that he is not drinking and all sort of shit. Uh, but John was like, well, since you're doing so well, you have to stay, which was the wrong thing to even say to him. Ha Because you now, bitch. but now he starts drinking again because, you know, what else you got to do? You're sad. You yeah, just got to drink. It's the 1800s. Like, what the hell are you going to do? Let's become alcohol. So Poe then wrote him a series of letters being very, very fucking dramatic, saying he was going to kill himself and this and that if he didn't let, you know, give his consent so he can leave the army. Because back then you had to have consent from your dad or a father figure to leave anything like that. That's the only way. Like, you, you could do anything, but you had to have consent from your dad to leave the army. That's fucking stupid, honestly. Oh, dramatic Edgar Allan Poe. But um, Poe learned that Francis, his mother that he loved, that raised him pretty much, died. And John then allowed him to leave the army. I guess he got a soft spot from his wife dying and yeah. was like, I'm just going to be nice this once. Okay, Poe, you can leave the army now. Get fucked. <laughs> but like right after that... Uh, John made Poe attend West Point, which was a military academy, and Poe hated it and started drinking even more. And then John remarried and had like three kids, which cut Poe out of his will. Ha! <laughs> yep. So Poe was not getting left. Shit. Poe was Poe. Oh As my shit. God! I did not think about that. You're <clears throat> so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's a fun fact, guy. The word. Uh, Poetry actually comes from Edgar Allan Poe, and that's a lie. <laughs> I hate you. God damn it, I hate you. Stupid bitch. Ow. <laughs> so anyway, um, so back up for a second. Back at university, uh, John refused to help Poe with his debts, and despite, even though he had the means to help him with Anything in the fucking world, he didn't help him with his debts. So, um... Yeah, but his debts were like prostitutes and liquor. No, not then. The first time he really needed money for his debts was just, like, college expenses and regular everyday shit like that and maybe some clothes. Like, he asked him then for, like, the bare minimum just to get through this semester and shit and try to finish school, but he was never able to finish university there. 
because he had no money. So he started gambling to try to make money and it made it worse. And it was supposedly all the gambling places he went to was rigged. Not in his favor. Yeah, that sounds like something <laughs> he would say. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Poe returned home of in March of 1827 and got into a fight with John over money. Because he demanded money. Yeah. Didn't work out well for him. But uh, that was when he was officially kicked out of the family home and he had to join the army. That was when he had to assume a different name and alias and whatever. Uh, but he enlisted as a private for five years in the 1st Regiment of Artillery. And through the fall of 1827, he stayed in Boston at Fort Independence, but relocated to another fort. <laughs> I don't know. In South Carolina. <laughs> I don't know, I didn't write it down. Yeah, it was, I wrote it twice by accident, and it was not the <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yay! Only accurate information for our audience. <laughs> well, but, it ain't that, but it was another one in South Carolina. Well, he seemed to do really good. You know, he flourished and, like, made shells for artillery and paperwork and, you know, shit he never actually fought. So that's he good. He made shells for artillery and paperwork? Oh, he just did paperwork and oh. stuff. So, like, boring desk work and yeah. whatever else. So, I mean, it's not like it was hard shit. He was doing the easiest of whatever and didn't have to see any type of battle. Of course not. But still, he was crying about it yeah. all the time. He didn't like it. I can't do this, daddy. I am no. an artist, daddy. I mean, that's definitely some shit I would say, though, so what I can't I, talk too much shit. What I think is he had enough time when he was going to university to actually have a job or make some other income, but he was using all that time to write poems and stuff, and not so much, I mean, which is great for us now, but... Is it, though? I, it, I think it is. We get to have the poems. What did he have? Not shit? Yeah, but... <laughs> so fuck him. <laughs> I'm not, like, a giant fan. I, like, like some of Poe's work, but it's not, like, resounding to me. I mean, it's very, like, classical, and it, it's existed in the well, mires of history. It has helped produce other inspiration for everybody else and to what True. we have now, mm -hmm. is why I say that. But because he didn't actually get a job and support himself while he was at university, and he would just, like, whack off, pretty much... Um, <laughs> John was not just going to supply him in every everything he needed to do. So Especially he did not his like whacking that. off. Not his whacking off. I'm not going to pay you to whack off at university, son. Son of a bitch, Dad! <laughs> anyway, after 13 months, he was transferred again to Fortress Monroe at Chesapeake Bay. I don't even know where the fuck that is. I just wrote it down. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you said it right. Yep. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> When I first wrote it, I almost said cheesecake. Cheesecake. Because there's bae. been so much like yeah, about bring the up cheesecake. about cheesecake. Oh, okay, okay, pause. No, that no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I was watching something on TikTok about this guy killing his son over because his son ate his cheesecake and he like beat the shit out of him and threw him down some stairs. <laughs> I know that's bad, but it was so funny. <laughs> Cheesecake's not that goddamn good. He said his defense was he threw him down half a flight of stairs and that the kid, like, by threw his himself. own, fell the rest Just of the way. Just kept rolling fault, like, yeah. oh, daddy, yeah. why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> daddy, why did you kick me halfway down these stairs, daddy? I will dramatically fall down the rest of the way. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, anyway, after a total of two years in the military, he was promoted to Sergeant Major of Artillery. He then quit. And with the help of John and his influence, Poe was able to join the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. Uh, John actually forced him to do this, you know, so he would have some kind of income or have something under his belt. But, of course, Poe's going to be whining and fucking with this, too. Anyway, Poe was now 21, and it was March 1830, and he ended up buckling under the harsh discipline. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Matt, please say it right again. Discipline. Yes, and was miserable. Discipline. But every one of his classmates loved reading his poems. Not that this helped him get through anything in life, though. <laughs> um, side note. So, Poe grew up hearing stories about his grandpa, David Poe, who was a major in George Washington's army. He was well-known, and Poe would brag about this association for the rest of his fucking life. <laughs> I think it's stupid. Like, hey, I was related to somebody famous. Yeah, I love how you don't know how to turn a page in a, in a notebook. Oh, uh, no, sometimes I write stuff over here, so I gotta check on this other, you know, on this other piece of paper. It's not true. You already read that piece of paper before you even started reading the other side. I can't remember. I'm just fucking reading, you fucking jackass. Fuck you, you fucking wanker. Yeah. I'm going to fucking whack off at school. You're going to whack off at university. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go walk off at university. But while he was in the academy, Poe spent most of his spare time writing poems of comedy, which is so unlike him, mm-hmm. so fucking unlike him. Uh, most of which were po- uh, poking fun of the people that were in charge there. Everyone ate it up and couldn't get a fuck enough. Poe quit his classes, surprise, surprise, and was dismissed from the academy March 6, 1831. 1831. He then published his third book and dedicated it to the U.S. Corps of Cadets. So everybody, every one of his classmates, um, he dedicated it to. So, uh... He had convinced his classmates to actually fund this book. Is this on? Yeah. Okay, it went dim for a second. I was about no. to fucking panic good, again. Good. Okay, but he had his classmates at the cadet, the university, I mean the fucking academy, god damn it, to fund this book and had convinced them that it was going to be filled with the funny humor that they all knew him for. Instead, it was a bunch of his earlier work, and his academy classmates were so disgusted with it, calling the book a damn cheat, and many of them threw their copies into the Hudson River. (laughs) He threw his (laughs) books in the fire when he was pissed. They threw their books in the river when they were pissed. Yes, um, but I find that to be fucking hilarious. Like, he tricked them into funding his book, and then it was just like, uh, a bunch of his old shit that was all sad and depressing. That sounds like the rotten way. (laughs) Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) Hey guys, fund our shit, and it'll be this great, like, uplifting thing, and it's like, just all depression, and and (laughs) I'm so sad my butthole is bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, anyway, there were so many rumors that Poe about Poe and his time at the Academy. Um, So this covers him and his want to leave the university so fucking bad he was doing anything he could because he couldn't get consent from John. Um, But he was always passing out drunk everywhere on campus and in taverns and had to have everybody carry him back to his dorm or whatever it was called. And um, that he was constantly starting food fights with baked potatoes in the mess hall. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he sometimes showed up to drills naked, except for a hat. 
I don't know if I believe a lot of this. Yeah. But, um, and that he murdered his tactical officer by drowning him in the Hudson River. That's a really fucking far out one. Yeah, far out. Far out. But there was Ray, stuff on that back page. You see this arrow? Uh-huh. That's when I read it. Right after ah, this. Gotcha. So not right now. Okay. So shut the fuck up. I didn't know it was like... Hard. Shut the fuck up! Okay. Arrow. I'm trying to make this like in order. Oh. And it's not in order. If you're trying to make it in order, it's you've already <laughs> fucking failed. <laughs> anyway, uh, so back at the academy, records show that he actually did cut his classes. He also cut drill and chapel, and he cut it so much that he pretty much flunked out because of that. Alcohol was probably to blame. And his two roommates at West Point were also kicked out from drunkenness and other violations. One said, uh, one was said to be a pyromaniac, one of his roommates, and they were all known as bad boys at the campus. So, oh, like, you know, even Poe after, and the bad boys. Yeah, like, <laughs> Poe being a bad boy? Like, that's so fucking weird. He's not a bad boy, he's a sad boy. But during all of this, he was mourning the death of his foster mother, Frances, who died in 1828 at 4 tuberculosis. John Allen quickly remarried in 1830, and like I said, it cut him out of it all inheritance. He had nothing. So back when he was in the Army, he tried everything to get discharged, even revealing his true name to his commanding officer. He was, like, doing everything. He was like, I lied about my name. Yeah, kick me out. No. My name's actually Poe. Mm-hmm. Nobody gave a shit. Mm. But, um, so, in the army, Poe accumulated 106 demerits, but 66 were in just one month alone. Jesus. He made <laughs> it to the list of top offenders with 44 offenses. It was like, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, that's all he did. He wasn't even trying to learn anything. <laughs> well, uh, you know. Although he was one of the best students in math and French. Math and French. He liked that. That was all he Romantic liked. language, as it's Romantic. Called. Romantic. But uh, he ended up getting court-martialed and dismissed in 1831 and was put on trial for gross neglect of duty at West Point. And uh, he chose not to even defend himself. He's just like, I don't care. He didn't get Yeah, I'm gross and I neglected shits. my duty. And because I neglected my duty, that made me gross. It's a conundrum. I have gross duty. I have gross and neglected duty. <laughs> uh, Poe's, I researched this too because I wanted to know their names, but Poe's cadet roommates were Thomas Gibson. He was from, I think, Indiana. And uh, Timothy Jones. He was from Tennessee. Uh, Gibson once set fire to the ice house. And, of course, he drank a lot too. And then he set fire to many other things around the barracks and people's clothes. And uh, he disabled lots of different pumps, you know, trying to cause confusion with everyone because that's all he wanted to fucking do. But Jones liked to skip classes all the time, and that was all I could find on him. Yeah. And, of course, drunkenness. Dr of course. Mm -hmm. um, so, like I said, John Allen remarried, like, maybe a year after his wife had died. And uh, his new wife hated Poe. Poe wrote a letter to Sergeant Samuel Graves once mentioning that John likes to drink a lot. And this got back to John, and I'm sure that uh, his sergeant had pretty much sent what Poe wrote to him. Mm. And it pissed John off so fucking bad. But, again, even after that, 
John actually was still sending him money every once in a while, but I think Poe was just being a little shit starter. Yes, and, I, I, it still like reads like. Oh, John shit was an asshole, but he was still like sending him like, I don't know, hundred dollars here, eighty dollars there, you know, for whatever little shits. But uh, Poe responded to John after John got pissed off about it in another letter, admitting that he wrote the letter but didn't remember what he said. And that it was just, and that he was just upset because John was so fucking mean and abusive to him, and that he was sorry, and that his heart is breaking. So I think you know Poe was just you know manipulating him. Yeah, he was a. He seems like such a manipulative fucking personality. <laughs> After this, I wanted to do some research into some of the letters, and I read like so many like pages of shit. And Poe is just dramatic and cried a lot and i mean like i've stated before he's fucking he liked to have a tragic life but um the letters are important because he didn't leave behind a journal honestly yeah not that we could find not that we personally could find. No, I couldn't, I couldn't find one. I took, well, like, five different trips around the country and couldn't like, find one. Just looking for that journal? Mm-hmm. Like, just kind of just went anywhere? I was following a treasure map. Oh, we'll find these Poe journals. <laughs> Damn it, if it's the last thing we do. Come along, Mr. Jones. But in a lot of his letters, he wrote about the extreme violence that happened at um, the Virginia University. Daddy, the big extreme violence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the cops were always being summoned. Fights mul- happened multiple times a day. Lots of students being expelled. Guns being thrown into the mix. Uh, there was strict... They just throw guns. They don't oh, yeah. They, yeah, they would mix it up in the cake better. Throw the gun. But there was strict curfews, runaways, robberies. Uh, Poe once witnessed someone bash another in the head with a rock. And the other person pulled a gun to shoot that guy and it misfired. But... Uh, <laughs> 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 he also witnessed someone bite another student's arm all the way up from the elbow to the shoulder and literally taking out like fist sized chunks. Yeah, but that's not even like that seems like, that like seems some like shit rabies. back then now. It's like, yeah, we know a lot of stories about people like chewing on people for no reason. Yeah. Like all those stories nowadays in our current time frame is like, yeah, that that sounds like downtown Birmingham. But he writes a lot to John, wishing to not be ignored and needing help for debts, yada, 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 basic needs, blah, blah, blah. And he begs so much for all of this and is like, I'm starving, I'm dying, I'm going to kill myself if you don't help me, blah, 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 blah. And I know he needed shit, but it was just a lot of fucking crybaby bullshit. Well, and plus he's a quitter. Like, he quit Mm -hmm. everything and then he was like, I need money, I can't do it. Yeah, and he, like, when he joined the Army and also the Academy, but mostly the Army, he wanted out so bad. He was like, I'm going to waste my entire life prime here. Like, I'm only gonna, <laughs> I'm going to be, like, blah, 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 such and such age by the time I get out. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> but, I mean, each and every one of these things that he was having to go to was John putting him in it and, like, hey, I'll supply you once you leave kind of promise. Yeah. But John didn't want, I mean, Poe didn't want to stay in this shit. Yeah, and he just kept He just quitting. wanted to write, yeah. But um, it was, like, looked down upon almost as bad. Being a poet was looked down upon almost as bad as being, like, an actor. Mm. Like, it wasn't Ugh, something. Actors. Ugh. Shut up. Ugh. He even states to John that he will bring honor to him and to not give up on him or throw him away, saying this. 
If you determine to abandon me here, I take my farewell, neglected. I will be doubly ambitious, and the world shall hear of the son whom you have thought unworthy of your notice. Like, it's just dramatic shit like that. But, like, plus he's just like, hey, daddy, I know I'm not going out to shit, but one of these days, Mm -hmm. everybody's going to think and know that you were a dick to me. But there was also a lot of letters to him thanking him for, like, $100 or this and that, whatever, whatever. Mm. Uh, But he had to constantly, Poe had to constantly write everything he did, all of his uh, expenses and this and that, because John wasn't going to keep giving him money if if there was no actual proof of where the money's going to. So there was, like, one letter where he was like, I need $50 because my cousin just robbed me of $46, but I searched his pocket and got $10 back out of it. And, like, all this different, it was, it was so much, like, too much explaining and too much whatever. Like, this is my lie and I'm sticking with it. Too much detail with a lie, though. So, I mean, it might not have been a lie. Yeah. But, I mean, as much as he begged for money, it might have been. But um, after Francis' death, he mostly addresses John as Dear Sir, which was like a major shift change in most of the letters. And uh, it was mostly it was like Dear Pa or Father when he wanted something in the letters. But yeah, thought that was that was Dear interesting to me. Okay, Pa or Fa. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, John thought of Poe as lazy, ungrateful, miserable, sulky, and ill-tempered. Which seems pretty fucking fitting. Yeah, it's I mean, he on. was, yeah. There was a lot of distrust between the both of them. But if you remember, Poe would always stick his nose in John's business. And once even wrote, you know, well, I just wrote this. Oh, no, this is what he said to a sergeant, too. This is like word for word. Mr. Allen is not often very sober. That was written in 1830. <laughs> and when John wrote this, uh, Poe acute, when John wrote back to Poe, Addressing it, Poe was like accusing him of abuse, <laughs> like severe abuse. That abuse. <laughs> um, let's see. In 1833, Poe won some prizes for a story that he had written and got a lot of attention from a lot of different things and a lot of different people. And he was given the job or the uh, I don't even know what to put it, but um. He got to work at Southern Literary Messenger, Southern Southern Literary Messenger, where he became an assistant editor. But after just a few weeks, he was fired for all his drunken tomfoolery. I was gonna say, did he quit? He (laughs) He was fired. Everything else, (laughs) damn you, Poe, and your drunken tomfoolery. Keep your ass out of my face, bitch. But um, so. <clears throat> After all that, John and Poe's relationship had had it, and in 1835, Poe moved in with his Aunt Maria Poe Clem, who was nicknamed Muddy. I don't know why she was given the nickname Muddy. I didn't look into it, but whatever. And this was in Baltimore, where he also moved in with her and her daughter, Virginia, and she was eight at the time. Poe called Maria Muddy always, because again, it was not just a nickname, it was like an actual name almost. But that was his father's sister, and she was described by many as rather ordinary and masculine, and as well as a great housekeeper. I would hate to be left described as masculine, and that'd be like the main that's, point that's of who I am. Everybody knows you as <laughs> masculine. He was a masculine <laughs> no, child. No, no, her. It was oh, a woman. She was a masculine child. Yes, 
And that's what anyway. they say in The Godfather when they bless the Godfather. I hope he is born a masculine child. Yes. A masculine. But both his aunt and her daughter Virginia, which was his first cousin, absolutely loved and adored him. Her but aunt they vagina. were not her aunt vagina. Oh. But uh, they were really fucking poor. That's why they never took. She never took him in to begin with when Who, he was a his child. Aunt his aunt. Yeah. And so when he moved in, all he did was accumulate to the poorness of the household. <laughs> so he just he just had a poor mindset. <laughs> yes, he wasn't able to help much. What the hell does that even mean, dude? Like, yeah, they were poor, so I stopped working too. <laughs> I, I just wanted to live like a poor person. We're supposed to take that with us. We're gonna take it with us too. We're well, opening it. I want some peanut butter and oh jelly. Oh my god! You're gonna sit here and just fucking eat while I'm telling shit. You goddamn bitch. Now I'm going to sit over here and do it. But um, he had a hard time, as always, trying to publish and sell everything. So. And at this time, when he had moved in with his aunt, he was trying to sell a book called Telltale Heart. And it wasn't actually published until 1843 by the Pioneer. That was the publishing company. Oh, yes. The Telltale Heart. I remember that one. But it took so Old long for eye. him... Shut the fuck up. It took so long for him to publish this because publishing companies back then could charge what they wanted and, you know, you weren't getting shit back out of that book. Even for the resales and whatever else. You weren't getting shit. Um, <clears throat> but going back a bit, in 1831, John Allen's first actual son was born. This was right after he remarried, like, not even a year, I don't think. But John uh, fixed his will, so... Poe was purposely cut out, and he had cut all ties and everything to Poe. And it, like he wasn't allowed to come back to his house or come see any of them or anything. Uh, even though John was pretty much one of the richest men in Richmond, <laughs> richest <laughs> men in rich men. <laughs> yes, and it wouldn't hurt him one bit to give him at least like a dollar. Yeah, here's a dollar, you <laughs> filthy animal. <laughs> but um, Alan did leave money for his late wife's family and actually committed social suicide by exposing himself. Not, not actually exposing <laughs> himself. Not, not that, not that, not that. <laughs> he committed but, suicide by exposing himself? No, social suicide because he exposed that he had uh, illegitimate children. So, mm. like, married, like children out of the wedlock yeah, and everything, whatever. Yes, he had actually twins. Had a cheap baby. Two babies, not just one baby. So uh, it was like a secret affair and shit like that. Oh, that's what twins mean? And the person he had an affair with was married to somebody else. So, yeah, her name was Elizabeth Wills. Oh, my God, the scandal. The scandal. It was a scandal. What scandal? This happened in 1830 when he exposed himself. (laughs) (laughs) But his new wife was not fucking happy at all to hear that he had an affair in that kind of way, because not only did that come back on him, even in death, because this was after he died when he had all that published in his will and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this makes her look like fucking cheap shit, too. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. But he also left one-fifth of his estate to them, to those kids. Okay. To his illegitimate twins. Yes. Mm. But he thought it would be the right thing. So maybe he did actually kind of have a heart. To Wait, ruin. how did he commit social suicide if he was already fucking dead? Because that, like, your living memory is still, like, attached to you. Like, it ruins everything else good you did. Yeah, but Back that's, then. 
I don't know, that doesn't seem like social to me because you're dead. You can't even be a part of society anymore. Well, oh well, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so fast forward. Anyway, in 1834, John Allen was on his deathbed. At, well, I guess this isn't so much fast forward. This is going back anyway. Anyway, <laughs> where the hell are we? I don't know where we're at. Anyway, Poe visited him for the last time and actually had to push his way past his wife, his new wife and everything, to go to John's room to see him. John was so fucking angry to see Poe that he picked up his cane and was like throwing shit at him, but was like, if you come any closer, I'm going to fucking kill you. Ha! <laughs> he was swinging at him and everything. me in a poetry <laughs> singing larp. Very son of a fuck yeah, I kill you myself. Yes. So, um, anyway, for the rest of his life, Poe battled poverty, blah, 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 you know. He, like, battled poverty? You know, he battled that shit <laughs> and <laughs> fucking <laughs> lost every God time. Goddamn Edgar Allan Poe's virility on this poverty is amazing. <laughs> That's the, the what is that? Tasmanian. <laughs> That's poverty winning. Oh, is that what poverty sounds like? <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, let's see. I don't remember where I was at. Anyway, you were flashing forward, backwards. I was not flashing backwards. Um. Oh, when Poe joined the Southern Literary Messenger. It was one of the south. Yeah, it became one of the south's most successful and influential literary magazine sources, thanks to Poe. He helped develop connections, increase circulation, and improve the quality. And uh, here, he was so fucking stubborn and was almost always creating conflict with his bosses. Poe was known to be a ruthless critic and was so brutal that he was even given the nickname Tomahawk Man. Yep. Tomahawk, man, he's so brutal. Yeah, I don't know. It was just like you know the brutal tomahawk. And for the next fourteen years, he would create almost a thousand vicious reviews on different works and books, and he lost a lot of friendships that he had acquired. So he was just like shitting on everybody else's work because he's like, "I'm an artist. This is not art." Yes, he was a fucking asshole. But I mean, it helped get a lot of views for their shit. So controversy, sadly. But he also gained a lot of enemies. But um, he felt that there were too many bad books out there, and it was his job to critique and to separate the weak from the worthwhile. Which was a stupid way to do it, honestly. He so could have he's done like, it basically, if you're not reading the Telltale Heart, you're a fucking idiot. This is all trash. <laughs> but he also accused a shit ton of people of plagiarism, one of them being Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Longfellow <laughs> never actually publicly responded to Poe, though, like ever. And it's important to know that most everyone in America was mad at Poe for this because they loved Longfellow. We love that Longfellow. <laughs> they do. And here, I'm going to insert a pause break. So, Matt, you want to hit the pause? I was there a pause. Okay, guys, we'll be right back break. with you. And we're back. We're back. For a short period, because this is the last page. I thought yeah. there was more. <laughs> <laughs> just wrote it out. Yeah. So, um, Poe's aunt told him of her plans to have her daughter live with another family member. So this is his little cousin, Virginia. And um, so she was supposed to go live with another family member, which was just a guy that, you know, I think he had prospect of eventually marrying her. 
And this, oh my fucking god, this was pissed gonna, the off. The thirteen-year-old girl was gonna go live with a guy mm-hmm. that had the prospect of marrying her in the future. Yes. <laughs> so nefarious, definite ex, like because she's gonna go live with him anyways. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna plan on marrying that thirteen-year-old mm-hmm. in the future. She can stay with me. So I think what happened with that was um, that family member had money, enough money to supply, you know, both Virginia and her aunt Muddy. I mean, and her mother Muddy, which was Poe's aunt. Right. But Poe had his first horrible drinking bitch and became very depressed over this. He almost lost his job. And this was all at the thought of losing his little cousin Virginia. And, um, but... He ended up convincing his aunt to not let her go because, uh, well, she was actually 12 at the time, not 13. Ba-da-da, where was I? But he believed that he was in love with Virginia. Like, she's fucking 12. 12. What the fuck? And I think he was also related to the other guy that was wanting to have Virginia live with him. But it was like incest was riddled all throughout their fucking family. But he wrote so many fucking emotional letters begging her not to do this, saying that he has no desire to live without her. And that uh, this was so fucking strange because that's his first cousin and she's a child. But he referred to her always as both sister and wifey and would ask her to not break his heart by living with this guy. Uh, But uh, he's manipulating a 12 year old. Yes. What the fuck is going on here? But uh, she became his child bride at 13, and Poe was 27. Um, I learned that before Poe became an editor, he was living with his Aunt Muddy, and he was courting a different girl, a different teenage girl named Mary Duvereau, I think is how you say it. And Virginia was a messenger between the two and also gathered a lock of Mary's hair for Poe. Yeah. So, I guess he didn't have an interest in Virginia at the time that she was, like, younger than that. Back to this. So, Poe married Virginia in 1835 and forged her age as 21 to avoid backlash. Their marriage was said to have been happy and playful. And then, you know, somehow he gets his job back at the Southern Literary Messenger. I always say that wrong. Literary Messenger. And that's when he sort of flourishes. Like, he's still poor, but it's, like, enough to make a living wage by, I guess. Almost. And this is where I'm going to cut it, and the rest will be part three for next time. So, hopefully you learned something. Yeah. I know it droned on, but there you go. I love when (laughs) you read a poem about Poe talking about some girl taking a peek. Hey, why you shut the fuck up? (laughs) Stay rotten. We'll see you guys in the next segment. Yes. Talk talk to you. We'll talk to you in the next segment. Maybe Matt will eat beforehand. Hey guys, a quick commercial break here. Uh, Be sure to check out Magic City Conjure in downtown Birmingham. Mambo Baptiste will have everything you need for your magical needs. That's right, Magic City Conjure, downtown Birmingham, right off of first. Now, we bring to you the long-awaited movie review for the amazing Cocaine Bear. Enjoy. (laughs) Shut up! Stop hitting me! Ow! Shut the fuck up! 
Okay, hey guys, and we're back. You're recording right now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no! Why? I want them to see. I want you to hear. They can't see anything. Oh, you go. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so, so much. So yeah, guys, uh, uh, welcome to this segment of <laughs> Rotten Mornings. Uh, me and Grim are here with you. Uh, hello. Fuck you. <laughs> So, um, piece of shit. We decided to uh, watch a movie the other night, and we are bringing to you a movie review for it. And that movie is Cocaine Bear. And Cocaine Bear. Let me start off Rawr. by saying we're gonna give you about five minutes of a non-spoiler review, and then the rest of this review will be spoiler laden. Um, for me, this fucking movie Turn your was. Turn fucking phone off. This movie was literally everything I wanted this movie to be. And low expectations help out a lot because it's a stupid premise about a true story. And But what they did with this and the gore that they added and the comedy, I fucking kudos, man. Yes. This movie <laughs> was, was great. It was good. It was really good. <laughs> I'm so happy. It had a lot of really good actors in it uh ray liotta um oh gosh um carrie russell uh isaiah whitlock jr why are you pointed to him <laughs> i think he's cool uh yeah but like those are the big names ray liotta especially i know he's done a lot of like more like less serious roles lately because i'm pretty sure like him and and a couple of different people like Christian Slater and um, Kevin Bacon have been getting like more obscure kind of cool, weird it roles. Has and this is one of those. Ice Cube's son is in it. Yes, Ice Cube's son is one of the characters. O'Shea he did a good Jackson job. Jr. Uh, and everybody, like, this movie is not like super big on character development, but what it gives you is more than a lot of movies that we have recently watched because each character definitely has its trait and they're easy like you can tell them apart by how they act um a lot of that was kind of a trope of ideas because it's like one characteristic that they stick with for the rest of the movie but i still think it was really good uh the wording was really good the script was well written the interaction between the people were was somewhat genuine uh for the regular characters and a little bit more farcical for like the really ridiculous characters but I still think even in the ridiculous characters, it still had a good flow to it, even though uh, the action was great. The the performances uh, the camera and the work. blood, the camera work, the blood was phenomenal. Yes. The, the CG was great, it dude. Was I so got to give him props. Like this had a good way of like easing that whole like the bear doesn't look too ridiculously CG'd. They uh, fucked that bear up, though. <laughs> Made yeah. it look so bad. Like yeah. It looked good, but it looked like a bad bear. But, you know, just right off the jump, the first thing you see is the bear tear somebody apart. And I, I was telling people, a, a lot of the horror movies I watch that have, like, a bear or a big creature, what you're normally going to see is, like, somebody get dragged into a bush, and the bush is going to shake a little bit, and they're going to scream, and mm -hmm. then it's going to cut away. Oh, they're dead. That's it. But in this one, it's like... The bush shakes a little bit. Then she pops up with like all these wounds on her face. 
She gets drugged back into the bush, and next thing you know, just blood and guts are flying everywhere, and her foot falls in the frame. And oh, like, it's almost a whole leg. Yeah, that falls. it was so it, good. It falls in front of the guy that she's with that she's planning on marrying. They might already be married, but they're talking about having kids and different things like that, and then there's the bear. Yeah, and then <laughs> she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just there in shock, like, oh. Sorry, oh, guys, that was, the, that was about the five-minute mark. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it's just... Dude, everything I, you would expect them to cut away from and not like really show as an effect. They just they zoomed, zoomed in closer. in on it. It was so fucking awesome. Um, like, so that's the spoiler-free stuff. Maybe not even five minutes. I mean, we kind of <laughs> spoiled the first five minutes of the movie, but that's not bad. The rest of this will be like spoiler-laden because I'd like to discuss the actual yes. um, movie. So right off the jump, you've got these two hikers and... Like you said, they're talking about getting married, and it's this beautiful thing. And yes, next blah, thing blah, you know, blah. there's a fucking bear. Yes, and, and they got the binoculars. They're looking at it like, oh, it's just yeah. a bear. You just watch out. Look how pretty. And the bear looks at him, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like closer and then closer. Um, and they're running. But, you know, her getting tackled and ripped to pieces really sets a good tone mm-hmm. for how this movie is going to be. Like, nobody's safe from the bear. Uh and they kind of progress to sort of tell you a story about, well, of course, it starts off with the drug dealer throwing the coke yes. out, and then he gets knocked out. And, well, and he do, his parachute doesn't deploy. Because he got hit on the head. He uh-huh. passed out. Yes. So he never was able. He said the, They said the emergency chute did deploy, uh-huh. but it didn't help him because it deployed uh, poorly or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so the drug dealer dies, and a whole bunch of coke goes all over the fucking place. And uh, there's, like, a detective that's trying to figure it out. There's the drug dealers going there to get them. There's, like, a gang of kids that just so happens to be there. There's the park ranger that actually runs the park plus her boyfriend. Or love interest. Or love interest. Then there's Carrie Russell's character, who's a mom whose kid has run to do something that Carrie Russell wasn't able to do with her. She wanted to paint the waterfall, and she took her friend with her. The two kids were skipping school, and they were supposed to. And so the all this cast of characters is all heading to the woods where the bear is at mm-hmm. and wackiness ensues. And like, I, again, I, I'm not going to tell you guys everything, just kind of the stuff that mm-hmm. were like bullet points for us. But uh, the way they the way they had the kid up in the tree and the other guy climbs a tree and then the bear Decides to go after him because he has coke on him. Yeah, he actually <laughs> fell and his face face planted into a bunch of coke that was behind a bush so the bear could smell it on him. And so the bear comes over and just starts fucking gnawing on him while the kid and the oh, other lady so is good. leaving. And it just stays on that shot, just blood gushing over this guy while they're escaping. From a tree, just and all of it is going everywhere. <laughs> And then he fucking drops him and he lands on his head and his neck breaks. Dude, it's so fucking good. It's so good. Uh, then the you've got the, uh, the girl that's the uh, fucking uh, wildlife keeper that tries to shoot park the ranger. bear, sucks at it. Yeah. She's a piece of shit idiot. She makes it back oh, to so the dumb. park ranger area. And it shows such a good scene of where the bear had slashed her ass yes, open. Yes, how her ass and those pants were cut. She yeah. had those deep cuts. And she runs in there, and the kids are in there, and they're like, hey, somebody's coming to the door. And she's like, you open the door, and I'm going to shoot it. And they're like, oh, you're going to shoot this guy? And she's like, just open the fucking door. 
he opens the door and the kid notices it's a bear and he's like holy shit it's a bear and then she fires and blows a goddamn fucking giant hole in that kid's head and everybody's like what the fuck is going oh, on it was done so well <laughs> it was so good the hole was nice everything about it was fucking so uh -huh. phenomenal um those are like those are two of my favorite scenes i also like like the um the ambulance scene. Oh, when, yeah, when she, they're going really fast. Yeah, the, the bear's, bear's coming after him, and he jumps in the, yeah. the back of the ambulance, and he knocks the girl on the bed off, and the she bed rolls upside down, and her face just fucking grinds into the oh, fucking road. Oh, yes, it was so good. So fucking good, dude. And the guy's hand, like, he falls back, and his hand is cut at the wrist, and he can't get his hand, and he tries to oh, slap the bear. Oh, I love it. And it's just his loose hand slapping the bear's face. <laughs> Oh God, that it was so good. the uh, The only like gripe I have about it is like the ten minutes to the end, the little waterfall scene. It was like, eh, it I just was, seemed so weird. Okay, this and, touching where the yeah. you know the people that are good get you know live and it's like eh, none of that fucking matters. Show I don't think it was a necessity gore. for that no. kind of a thing there, but they wanted to put an ending on it when I think like. They can all die or go their separate ways or whatever, and it's still a fine ending. I would love to see more ending. of them die. Yeah, agreed. And the the baby bears that were high on coke, that yeah, was funny as shit. Those were adorable. <laughs> they were addicted uh, to. Yeah. And again, everywhere the coke went, the bears like went to go yes. look at it. Because they had the scene where the sheriff's on the uh, pavilion... And he starts sprinkling coke down, and the fucking bear is just yes. up there, like standing on his feet, dancing. And, or <laughs> dancing when, for the coke. When the bear fell over to fall asleep, and it woke up, and it looked at the guy on the ground, and it starts like pushing itself on its back over to him, like the way a kid would <laughs> scoot over to somebody. Fucking hilarious. It was so fucking good. <laughs> so, uh, did you want to say something about the? Oh uh, yeah. Like you'd mentioned, it is a true story. Uh, not all of the events that happened in the movie actually happened, but um, so where the body was discovered, there was an old man named Fred Myers that found the dead body, the guy that jumped out of the airplane, and this was uh, 1985 in Kentucky. He found it in his driveway. Hey, and we're going to Kentucky. We're, we, we're actually probably back from Kentucky because this is going up on Monday. Oh, wow. wow. Holy shit. Holy shit. We watched Cocaine Bear and we get that. to go to Kentucky. <laughs> Maybe we go see Cocaine yeah, Bear. Yeah, we're going to go check out the Cocaine Bear. <laughs> but anyway, the dead guy's name that jumped out of the airplane, his name was Andrew C. Thornton II. And he had, when he fell out onto the ground and everything, he had a bulletproof vest on, Gucci shoes, night vision goggles, and a big bag. But his parachute didn't deploy. Uh, his friends said, when they interviewed his friends or whatever, they said that he liked to push the time allotted for deploying his parachute. So I guess he did it too late. Or, mm. you know, I mean, it was dark, it was at night. Maybe he didn't judge the dis distance very well. Yeah. But um, he also had on him two handguns, <coughs> two knives, four thousand, uh, four, <laughs> like $4,000, um, ropes and food. And in the bag he had was $15 million of cocaine. Um, so Andrew was born rich and was a paratrooper in the 101st Airborne Division. And then he was a narcotics officer, then a lawyer, and then he was a drug lord. <laughs> uh, well, that seems like a natural progression. It's yes, natural I think it was. Yeah. But he was involved in a drug smuggling ring in Kentucky known as The Company. The Company. Yes. Three months after Andrew's body was found, that's when they found Cocaine Bear dead in Georgia. 
the Chattahoochee National Forest. Yeah. Yeah, it was she, a black bear. Way down yonder on a Chattahoochee cocaine bear. Poor little black bear. Mm. But he ate 40 packages of cocaine. He or she, I don't really know. But the bear suffered cerebral hemorrhaging. Hem Hemorrhaging. Hemorrhaging. Whatever. Respiratory failure, renal and heart failure, and a stroke, and many other things. But uh, Georgia medical examiners gifted the bear to a friend who taxidermied it and gave it to the Chattahoochee National Forest for display. And <clears throat> a forest fire happened in the 1990s, which forced them to relocate it to a storage where it was stolen and sold to a pawn shop where Waylon Jennings bought it and gave it to his Las Vegas friend, Ron Thompson. Oh, wow. So Cocaine Bear got bought by Waylon Jennings. That's yeah, fucking hilarious. It's funny as shit. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking story that is in itself. Yeah, but he gave it to Ron Thompson because he was a friend of the guy, the Andrew guy who died. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. And um, it it's all of this sparked some kind of conspiracy called the Bluegrass Conspiracy. And I didn't look into that. Bluegrass. I don't know. But uh, Thompson kept it in his mansion until he died in 2009. And his stuff went up for auction, and an elderly Chinese man bought it for $200. And uh, he bought it and put it in his shop because his wife didn't want it in the house because she was scared of it. But after he died, the wife gave it to Kentucky's Fun Mall, where it's up for display right now. At the Kentucky Fun Mall. Yes, and it has a trucker's hat on hey, it. Hey, we're going to Kentucky. I wonder where the Kentucky Fun Mall is. <laughs> Go visit the cocaine bear. That'd be pretty badass. It would be really cool. Guys, if we went and did that, we'll have that recording uh, of us talking <laughs> yeah. there after this. That's awesome. What it's a crazy... Got a, it's got a warning not to do drugs and stuff on it, or you'll oh, wind up just like him. <laughs> <laughs> you'll end up like me, statued in the Fun Mall. That sounds great. I'd love to have a statue in a Fun Mall. But... Its actual name is Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar. Yeah. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> it is. So, yeah, like our synopsis on this movie is fucking go watch Cocaine Bear. Yes. What a do fucking it. great movie. Oh, my God. Those scenes, those freaking gory ass scenes were done so, so well. Good. I was worried that it was going to have like bad CGI or something. Or shit. bad cutaways or yeah. anything. Or just be like ridiculous comedy. But I think it was like. Very balanced well. by being ridiculous, but also still realistic enough that you, something like along this line with each of the characters could possibly uh, happen. The only downside is towards the ending of the movie, the like the one-fifths of it, it was... It needed more gore to continue out the rest of it. Like, yeah. It just... It needed more of that. They, they sloped downhill a little bit on it, but that's I feel okay. like a lot of the times through this movie, they were fucking with expectations and how they killed, like, oh, that person's going to die, that person's going to mm -hmm. die. I really would have liked to seen some more of those characters that were right there at the waterfall. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe they jump off to get to safety, and one of them just hits a rock and dies. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, that shit just happens. I think that would be fucking I think hilarious. because of this movie, um, they could have fit at least one little child death in it. You don't get to see much little bitty kids dying. I think I would like to see that. Not <laughs> to sound like a fucking weirdo, but dying. I think it would have fit very well. America's kind of touchy about their. their I deaths. know, I know, but it's a movie, and I like seeing stuff like hey, that. Aliens I like the versus gore. Predator. That's, that's the only it, time you get to see it. Death like right off the jump. I, yeah. I hate that movie. <laughs> I like that movie. God, I hate that movie. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, 
there's our review for Cocaine Bear. We recommend you go and check it out. Go look at it. It is good. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast this morning. Uh, I'm sure that our next podcast, or we may add it into this, we'll be talking about stuff we uh, have done. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a whole bunch of haunts to talk about oh, and all that other shit. Oh, yes. So, a uh, shit ton of stuff to it'll say. It'll probably be next week's podcast where we get into Fear Expo and all the fun stuff we had there. So but stay tuned. Stay tuned. And uh, as always, guys, uh, stay rotten. Stay rotten. Cooking bear. Rawr. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. That's adorable. Rawr.